Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Give me two. What up, everybody? Michael Govier here. It's the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Tonight, I'm joined once again by a recent face who was here a couple weeks ago, Mr. Mike, the man himself, MKB Fantasy on today's from We Know Fantasy. And he's here to serve you for this show, which is about fantasy baseball. How you doing, Michael? Fuck off, Siri. What the fuck? Siri's, I can, is, Siri just jumped in. I'm trying to do a show. I don't know why Siri just did that. So that was weird. Go away. Did I say something about Siri in the intro? Hey, yo. Okay. Uh, so, Mike, how you doing? What's going on? Good, man. How are you doing? First off, I want to, before we get started, I just want to say, can we talk about the O's and almost the Tigers win today? I was a little little uh, bummed that uh, Lang gave up that uh, gave up that gave up that lead after the ninth. But um, Go Tigers, Sucks. Tigers have been playing pretty well. P- pitching has been pr- pretty well over the past co- couple games with the Phillies. I was actually pretty surprised. I am all in on Reese Olson, and I think I mentioned this recently. If I did not mention it on the air on the show, then I'm failing in life. But I've said it somewhere. I know I wrote about it over FTN Fantasy this week. I mentioned Reese Olson. I spent my money to prove what really matters most, my own fab bucks in my main event. I picked up Reese Olsen last week. So I'm a full believer, even though they got a lot of guys in the hopper who could be coming back soon. I like Reese Olsen a lot. I really do. Go Tigers. Yeah. And it's not just a homer play, by the way, either. Right. Did they they use the opener today? I don't think they had a starter listed. At least I didn't see it. Yeah, they had used the opener, and he was the uh, bolt guy, pitched five innings. You know, he uh, only had right. th- three strikeouts, but he didn't give up a lot of runs. He kept the whip down. It's it just rock solid. It's not overly dominant, but that's two starts that look real solid. We'll take it. We'll take that from a guy who's a rookie. I know we got Tarek Skubal and Matt Manning on the mend, and of course Eduardo Rodriguez has started to throw and play catch. There's a lot of Tigers out there, Mike. Go Tigers! There you go. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys. I mean, I think the Riley Green injury is a little bit of a bummer too. Um, you got a fan here, Mike. This... Look at that. There you go. Hey, you're welcome, man. What's up, Abe? Um, Never seen Abe here before. You're bringing Abe aboard because he loves all the help you've been giving him, Mike. That's a shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, Good job. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. But yeah, Riley Green's hurt. That sucked. And their offense is suffering more. It is. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, 
Last year, I drafted Javi Baez, and I told myself I would never do it again. Uh, he burned me so bad last year, um, and I'm happy to say that I have zero shares of Javi Baez. So. <laughs> Javi Baez is trash. He's total trash. I learned that last year when I drafted him in my main event, and I said, never again. The guy is living off the past, and he's not even a good oh, yeah. defender anymore. There's nothing that Javi Baez can offer you that is beneficial to your fantasy squad. He just doesn't have it anymore even that trip to puerto rico that aj hinch made in the offseason where he spent a week down there with bias it didn't help no I, I can't remember who threw it somebody threw him a down and away slider and it wasn't any more close to the strike zone yeah that got uh, a lot of running twitter yeah that <laughs> was bad real bad but that's yeah. par for the course with that dude so it is uh, i got a great question though here we're going to talk about uh some people that are struggling in the fantasy world that what do you do with them? Of course, we'll talk about Ellie De La Cruz. We have to. It's standard issue. Plenty of talk about here on this week's show. We'll give you some two-star pitches for next week. We try to cover as much as we can here. Me and Mike. Follow Mike on Twitter, MKB Fantasy. I'm at MJ Govier Palazzo Podcast. Two L's in Utah. Two Z's. You've give me two. Before. Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports. This is my guy, Jamie, by the way. What's up, Jamie? He wants to know, Mario, Luigi, or Wario? Who you got? Ooh, it depends on what video game we're talking about. If we're talking about uh, Mario Kart, give me Wario. Mario Party, give me Wario as well. Oh, wow. You're an evil dude, aren't you? There's, there's something oh, yeah. going on. Big Wario guy. We got another newcomer, Ty McCloyd. Hey, what's up, Ty? I don't recognize your name either. We're seeing some new, fresh faces and names. Thanks for being here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We just had a big boost of like... 50 subs. We jumped up to 449 from 390. I don't know what the hell's going on out there, but that's a miracle. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how rare that is. That is so unheard of. <laughs> it just shows you that there's there's a lot of people, if you get access to the right people, they can just open you up real quick and just... That's how, when people go viral, it really does happen like that. You could go from 500 subs to 5,000 in a heartbeat. It's crazy. But Ty McCloyd says, is it, he's got the D, the English D next to him in his avatar. So that means uh, he knows a thing or two about this guy right here. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. Ernie Harwell. You know Ernie Harwell, Mike? I mean, you're not from Detroit. Oh, yeah. No, but I know the name. Oh, okay, cool. So Ty yeah. says, is there anyone I can add other than Riley Green from my Tigers? Also, I got four reds right now. That's on you. <laughs> I think he's talking to me <laughs> or you, Mike. Is he talking to you, Mike? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I... I, I it might be you. I don't. I don't. I don't remember talking much about uh, Spencer. He's here Steer. for you. I'm here for MK, baby. It's Mick MC. Right. What is that? A cloud? After that, Mick Cloud? I'm not sure. You don't know McCloud? Oh, he says he knows you, buddy. A time McCloud. He's, anyways, you got hmm. him on McLean, Abbott, Steer, and of course, Ella de la Cruz, the legend himself. Yeah. So. Um, what was the question that he was asking? If he could add, is there add another tiger from the Tigers offensively at all? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Um, depends on team need, obviously, and how deep your league is. But of course, um, Spencer Torkelson uh, has been playing uh, what decent decently. I mean, if you're in a deep league, I might be somebody I might be looking to add just off pure pedigree. But that's really about it. Oh, Outside of that, McKinstry is McKinstry still playing well? That's true. McKinstry's been useful, especially in OBP leagues. He's walked yeah. so much more this year. That's that's fair. That's been useful, but I think he kind of chilled out a little bit. I got to look at the last five here. He might have cooled yeah. off a tad. Yeah, he's cooled off a little bit here. I mean, a couple of hits here and there, but he's drawn walks still, even in the Philadelphia series. So that's despite the smoke, despite this epic fucking smoke. So 
So <laughs> incredible. Holy shit, look at Cubby Noel is here. Hey, baby dolls. What's up, Cubby Noel? Wow. What's up, man? He's Cubby Noel's on Twitter. He's an NFBC player. He's been around a long time. I haven't seen you. Cubby Noel, have you been here ever? It's been, uh, maybe four years ago. It's been a long time. A lot of fresh faces up in here tonight. Chris said, soundboard goes hard. Shout out, Mike, for the fantasy baseball content on Twitter. That's right. That's how we do it. There it Thanks, is. Chris. You got it, Chris. Mike, you get a lot of love. People really appreciate the hard work you're putting in with the notes on Twitter. How about yeah, that? Yeah, man, I'm loving it. Yeah, I didn't get the chance to do them today. My son's dealing with a little bit of a stomach bug, and I, th- I thought I was dealing with a little bit of it today, too. So uh, I apologize, but they will be up tomorrow morning. So lots to talk about. <laughs> but um, wanted to uh, dive in real quick, though, Michael. First off, before we get into Ellie, I want to give you a shout out because Matt McLean. Dude has just been unreal, and I know you were on him uh, big time uh, last time that we were talking, and he actually got dropped in my league. Oh, um, surpri- surprisingly, yeah, I don't know why, uh, but I hopped all over that like white and rice, um, and I've been uh, loving every second of it. So good for you, um, yeah. But thoughts on Ellie De La Cruz? Do you have any shares? Hmm. I'm going to tease that. I'm going to let that simmer for a minute. We're going to tease that, okay? We're going to tease right. that for a minute here. And we're going to go, oh, uh, time of, oh, he's got something I want to tease as well, so hold off on that. Think Gary Sanchez could be good in San Diego? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that momentarily. But uh, I want to get into the business time. That's what I like to do here is talk the business and give credit to people like Mike himself, by the way, who's been busting his butt on Twitter. Uh, what's going on with uh, We Know Fantasy? What's the word over there this week? Uh, not too much. Like I said, uh, you know, I, I usually just do a weekly waiver wire article over there on Sundays, but if you're a golfer, they, uh, also do some golf content over there as well. Um, but in terms of baseball stuff, um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week. I'll obviously have my waiver wire article out, but I'm going to look for some other things to, uh, post maybe some guys that are kind of deeper league ads, some prospect stuff. Um, so we'll see. Oh yeah. Girl, tonight we're going to make love. You know how I know. I know. Because how you it's know. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday <laughs> night is the night that we usually make love. Actually, it's Thursday right now, but you know, I get the point. Get the gist. That sounds good, my friend. I gotta say, yeah. <sighs> it's been another busy week. I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the YouTube. All the recent subs we had. That's nice. Keep them coming. Can I ask if you've never rated the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, however you take it outside of the YouTube? Please, could you give us a five star rating? We haven't had a rating in a while. We're way overdue. Please hook us up. It's all I'm asking during the business time is the only time I'm going to talk about it. Then we're moving on. No more, okay? Uh, I want to say Tout Wars. Shout out to Tout Wars for having me this year. The 12-team head-to-head points league I'm in. I'm 4-5. and five. It's head-to-head, so you either win or lose. That's how it works. So four wins, five losses. Still hanging in there, but uh, yeah. really thought I was going to win last week, and it didn't come to fruition. I got Matt McLean on my Tout Wars team, too. That's nice. And... Yeah. I think the pitching has been the minor problem, but Alex Lang's the guy I got on my Tout Wars team, so that's not going to help me today. That's unfortunate. That's a big big L. But I love Tout Wars. Uh, Also, shout out to Britton Allen, who's aboard now. Britton did a show last week. Uh, He's going on vacation with the kids tomorrow, so I think we're going to have him back next week. He's going to be off this week. That's right. He shows up, then he goes on vacation. The lazy (laughs) bastard, dude. I'm telling you. Follow Britton Allen on Twitter. That's two T's and two L's, folks, if to keep in the spirit of the Utah. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. And then uh, the Patreon's available. Starts at three bucks. There's a seven-day free trial. All the information is in the description. You click on it. I offer weekly fab bids. Talking about fab strategy. 
Uh, for 12-team and 15-team leagues, so there's variety, and it gives you a baseline. I offer two-start pitcher options, my top 10 every week. Two-start streaming pitcher options every single week. Rankings, bonus content episodes that you're missing out. And that was Groovy with Govier, FTN Fantasy. Dot com. We just rolled out. We got a brand new website with FTN Fantasy bets and daily. A whole new layout. Check it out. FTNFantasy.com. Read this week's Groove with Govier. I talked about all kinds of different players. I give you a bunch of different information in the screenshot section so that you can have the latest information. Like, Jacob deGrom is not healthy, right? I mean, that's big news, right, Mike? Very big, yeah. Feel bad for the guy. I don't know if you saw the interview, but uh, oh no, it's just uh, was he depressed? Yeah, he's in, in tears uh, after um, he was? the news came out about yeah about him getting Tommy John. He just wanted to get out there and compete, and feels bad that he's injured again. So, um, send you the video later. But uh, he was definitely very emotional. So, well, maybe yeah. he should have had Tommy John two years ago. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, our buddy, Dr. Dave, the master, Dave McDonald, was saying that, you know, it was recommended he should have Tommy John two years ago. And he decided not to do that. And I'm not saying he didn't make the right choice. It was just going to happen sooner or later. But he got paid. He got the bag. So who cares? I mean, he got paid. Yes, he did. That's that's good for him. I'm happy for him. I don't ever want to prevent anybody from getting paid. I want that to be clear. But, yeah, check out FDNFantasy.com and our new layout and my latest article, Grooving with Govier. It's totally free. You don't need a subscription. If you want to pay for the subscription and get access to Vlad Sadler's legendary, legendary Fab Weekly article, it comes out every Saturday. It covers everything in the world you would need to know. All the schedules, the matchups, splits, platoons, players from every position, 12-team, 15-team. It's so damn good. MJ Govier is my promo code. Go to FDNFantasy.com. Give it a shot. Seriously, you need to try it out because if you're not reading it, you're left behind. All right. Ooh, that was intense. I got all fired up for Vlad there. And, yeah, that's it. Okay. I just covered everything I wanted to cover. Oh, um, the Plaza Podcast Invitational. You know, we're humming along over there in our annual competition, which is a 50-round draft and hold 15-team. There's five different leagues, six different leagues this year. We set a record, Mike. We grew by one more league. That's there you go. Not 90 teams overall. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty happy about that. And I'm playing next year. I know you are. I know. I brought this up last time you were here. You're definitely yep. playing. It's already done. We already got your invitation sealed. It's on its way in the mail. It's a snail mail invitation. It's very special. It's kind of like the, uh... <laughs> no, it's nothing like the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. You know, everybody gets their invites and you just get inundated <laughs> with all of them in your feed all week long. And then you're the only yep. one who doesn't get invited. And you're like, hey, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> saw those a lot last year yeah i was in a satellite league last year or two i think where you just played best ball and i didn't do very well so there's no reason for me to get an invite if i'm not making progress in the satellite <laughs> leagues right yeah i guess no it's flat out well, who knows yeah, I'm a failure i failed uh best ball is a different animal and you got to focus on that we got a brand new overall leader in the overall standings for the palazzo podcast invitational it's very exciting and i want to show this to you real quick because i want to give full credit to the man who deserves it this guy right here. You guys know this guy? John Wilder is in first place. Nice job, John. Congratulations. First place overall right now. Sean Flannery, number two. Defending champion Zach Nelson, third. Benjamin Schottenfeld. I know Ben. He's from the local Detroit area. He likes the Tigers. He said about Riley Green for sure. Aren't you, Ben? Go Tigers. He's in fourth. And then Russell Withers, my man from Texas, number five. So there you go. That's the current top five. 
And uh, we'll keep tabs on the Palazzo Podcast Invitational as we carry along this season. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right. Got a lot to tease and we'll talk about, so let's get into what we usually call leading off. All right. Well, leading off today, it's real obvious. Chris would agree. If Chris Deary was still here, he'd be like, you know what? Gobia, we should start the show leading off with Ellie De La Cruz. Good. Our first catch of the day. So he's absolutely the catch of the day. There's no doubt about it. I'm pissed, Mike. I have no shares. I don't know what happened. I, I blew it. I totally blew it. I mean, this guy looks Ooh. incredible to me, and I I don't have a single league with him on any of my rosters, and he looks like he's better than Acuna and Trout and everybody. The guy looks incredible. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, and sucks that you don't have any shares of him, but at the same time, too, fantasy is one thing, but he's just good for baseball, especially with the Reds organization as well. I mean, they've been dying for a player like this for a long, long time. Um, and it, it, it looks like they have a generational talent. I mean, yeah. granted, it's only been a couple games. Um, I'm re- I was really, really hyped when I when I found out that he got the call. Um, you know, and that team is going to be so much fun to watch over the next couple of years between him, McLean, Steer, um, Abbott. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Alexis Diaz, you know, Jonathan India. Um, all those guys are. It's, it's going to be super fun. And Ellie De La Cruz is going to be. Well, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts uh, where we draft him next year. But okay, um, Ooh, I like that. But, See? Look, he's growing. <laughs> spin it. That's the spin zone. We're in the no spin zone, Mike. Remember that, okay? <laughs> hey, got a friend, J friend, dress MKB. You got a lot of fans. Look at you. You're very sexy. Showing out tonight. I'm impressed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jamie says, if you give me a five star, I'll give you a five star. Sure. Yes. Of course. I'll return the favor. If I haven't done that, I got to get on that. Uh, Galgamesh says the Rangers have scored the most runs in 2023. So DeGrom would have finally had run support too. Yeah, that's. <sighs> Bye, Felicia. That's tough. Do you have any shares of Jacob DeGrom? I only did it one time. I, I would play 21 leagues this year. I'm like, oh, I'll take a test drive. But in yeah. that league, I'm in second place. So I don't have to worry about it. He's already been on the IL for yeah. so long that I'm just, I, I planned around the fact that DeGrom could get hurt. I really did because I've been yeah. through this. It's not my first rodeo, as they say. It's not my first go around. It's not the first time that I've drafted Jacob DeGrom only to have him go to the IL. You know, this is the real thing. Yeah. And I've had a lot of practice at drafting him or avoiding him entirely. We're talking about practice. Really have. <laughs> so I have in that one league, and it's not a big deal. And that's it. I took one shot, but I, I did not draft him heavily at all just because he went to Texas. I, I would not change the tune. Would you? Yeah. No, not not at all. And I don't have any shares of him for that reason, too, even though it was really hard in some of my drafts to not take him, uh, being as that he's obviously the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. Um, so uh, just dude can't stay healthy, and he's a, the best pitcher in baseball, like I said. And, uh, you know, I feel for him. I do. And the Rangers are a great team, like – you just mentioned, you know, you're in second without him. Uh, the Rangers are doing just fine without him, too. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, they miss Mr. Dynamite, no doubt about it. Uh, Chris got a question here. You guys are in the live chat. You guys are crushing it. So you have questions, we'll answer them. We try to do that. We involve you in the show. It's not just us here on the Palazzo Podcast. Drop either Evan Phillips or Alex Lang for AJ Puck in a saves hold league. Mike, what do you do? Uh... It's tough. 
Phillips What's the is, issue? you know, well, I mean, I, I like Phillips a, a lot and, you know, AJ Puck's coming off of, what was his shoulder or his elbow? One of the two. So yeah. remains, yeah. I guess I'm fine with dropping Phillips for him. Being is that he's going to be that that bullpen's going to get crowded, more crowded with Gratterall and Hudson coming back. And Puck uh, pitched uh, yesterday, struck out three, one inning, three oh, days was flawless. Oh, so all right, did so not, does that help at that all? If you, knowing that part, if he struck out the side in one inning yesterday, that definitely helps. I'm taking, I'll, I'll take Puck over Phillips. I'm probably still hanging on to Lang though, even though he didn't have a great, great, great outing today. Don't drop Lang. Yeah, I know Lang's been a surprise because the Tigers won more games than we would have expected, and save opportunities were there for them. But don't give up on Lang. He's still a good pitcher. Go Tiger. He might get traded yeah. though. He, but I don't think he will. I think he's still part of their current plans. He's not like Joe Jimenez or just an afterthought for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about that. I think I do. Yeah. For me, I'm taking Puck all day there though. I want Puck, regardless. I think I do. I really do. Yeah, I'd, I'd take him over Phillips for sure. Oh yeah, Phillips now is. That I, now that I think about it, I wrote in this week's GrewGovFDMFantasy.com. Have you read it? That. Alex Reyes is, you know, he's on the, Ooh. he's in the shadows lurking right now. He, the Dodgers signed him. He over a year removed now from shoulder surgery. So is he going to start gearing up? Or, we haven't heard any tidbits about Alex Reyes, but two years ago, he's an all-star closer for the Cardinals. And if he can come yep. back into the fold, I could see him being the man for the Dodgers still. Yeah. And I think Roberts likes Phillips in the high leverage, you know, role uh, the fireman role. So I could e- easily see him getting, you know, the eighth inning if they're in the heart of the order, you know? So um, I just think there's a lot of different guys in that, in that pen. And I think puck's going to have that, have that role to himself. Um, obviously they'll, you know, sprinkle in Floro, but that's, that's really it. Hey, I like it. Sound money says they should, the Castellini should sell the reds to a team. To a CES-led consortium, people who love Christian Encarnacion Strand. I like it. That could be fun. I'm down for it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Can't do it. Sorry. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, your buddy Jay Frendress. Gunnar Henderson coming on as of late, eh? What do you say, Mikey? Gunnar Henderson season is back in business? Yeah, yeah. You know, I know he had he had left the game uh, a couple days ago, um, and I don't know if you saw the home run today um, that he drove the opposite way. Um, and I really think that's the key to his success. If he starts using all parts of the field, and I know that's tough tough to do. The um, second is last but, week, two in the last week. Yeah, yeah. I think he's batting two oh seven, two oh eight, something like that now. So, um, you know, it's crazy how good the O's have been without their top pitching prospects and their top hitting prospects both not playing well. So that's right. Um, I will take even just a 230, 240 at this point from Gunnar Henderson. Um, but yeah, I think he's coming around. So if those of you guys who were patient and held on to him, uh, hopefully uh, that arrow continues to trend upward. Ty McCloyd, the Tigers fan here. Go Tigers. Says, I think you're referring to Lang. He's a Band-Aid. Okay. Hey, I think Lang was a the guy they wanted to get involved this year, and he showed why. But. Yeah, I'm always ready to sell relievers at the deadline. Always ready to sell relievers. I think they're replaceable. I do. Jamie says, started your boy Reese Olsen tonight. Three Ks, 1.8 ERA, and a .8 whip. Yeah, it was it was solid. It wasn't amazing, but it'll do. It'll, his changeup is a real nice pitch. It is. MKB knows about a flawless victory. That's right. It sure does. You're Mortal Kombat <laughs> fan? Flawless yeah. victory. I like, Mortal, I like Mortal Kombat when I was younger. Yeah, um, He's an old man now. He doesn't play that shit, those kids' games. <laughs> Didn't they make a movie about Mortal Kombat not too long ago? I think they redid the uh, they redid the movies, didn't they? Mortal Kombat. 
Yeah, yeah. that stupid thing. It was a 95. Yeah. It was a terrible movie. Ty McCloy yeah. says, I'm out, boys. I'll be back. Thanks. Really enjoy this. Ty, great to have you, my friend. We Thanks really enjoyed back. it. Have a chorus on the way out. This right here is a silver bullet all the way from Colorado. Jamie says, Puck or Andres Munoz? Drop one of them. I'm definitely dropping Munoz. Yeah, I am too. I was high on Munoz coming into the end of the year. Everybody um, is because he's, he's tantalizing, but he doesn't have yeah. the role. No. Yeah. And if you well, if you play in a holds league, I can maybe make an argument for it. But yeah, I'm probably still taking Puck there. Mm-hmm. So sound money is sound money having his own conversation over here because he's saying, yes, the movie was called Up in the Air, Mortal Kombat, Up in the Air. I don't get it. Which starred George yeah. Clooney. I know the movie Up in the Air. It's an excellent film. Came out in 2009 during The Great Nightmare, which we're still feeling to this day. It's very sad. But uh, can we go back to Gary Sanchez? Somebody mentioned in the chat. I said I'd tease it. And yeah. Now we're back to that tease about 12 minutes later. He's crushing the home run dongs for the Padres. He's doing what Gary Sanchez does. He goes on a heater. He crushes a bunch of dongs, plays god-awful defense. But the Padres are so desperate for offense that that's their current situation that it's actually beneficial for them to play Gary Sanchez, Mike. Yeah, and I think he was batting fourth uh, in, in, that, in that lineup, which is actually kind of surprising. But I mean, he's been he's been crushing it. Um, and it's such a Padres, such a Padres thing to do, right? I mean, add a guy who's not too far removed from hitting all those home runs with the Yankees, but um, adding him to their lineup, and he's just he's killing it. And hopefully, they get Manny Machado back up and running, and. You know, with Soto and Tatis, it would not surprise me to see him. You know, I don't think I think I don't think this pace is sustainable. But um, like you said, you know, you can't put him behind the dish. You're gonna have to hide hide his defense. So, well, the DH kind of guy. The pitchers are pissed. We have to remember that the pitchers need their catchers, and there's a reason. It doesn't matter in fantasy, but it does impact our fantasy output if the catcher is a douchebag in terms of playing defense and they can't stand mm-hmm. it, can't call a game, yeah. can't do anything. I mean, there's nothing. Nope. Yeah, he's awful. a liability on he's a liability on defense. You so, have failed. Um, failed if he continues, yeah, if he's continued to hit like the like he has been the past couple of weeks, uh or the past couple of games, I mean, um look out. Look out now. I don't know. Can't trust it. I can't trust it. I know he could do a home run binges. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so weird that he's on a home run binge on his third team of the season. He was with the Giants for a second. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm oh, saying. he might play for the Giants for a second. Yeah, and then he's gone. And then he's with the Mets. Oh, he gets called up. Oh, now he's gone. And now he's just a fantasy stud for the moment. It's so weird. Yeah. Baseball is such a strange it, game, man. Yep. Maybe it's about, about being around the right guys. You know, maybe maybe Soto and Machado are getting on him. And maybe he feels comfortable in that in that lineup with those, in that locker room with those guys. Who knows? And. Jay Frendra says, and don't say Detroit. Was that in response to the question you asked, Jay? Because I can't remember what we're talking about here. Uh, okay, I don't yeah, know where no. we are anymore. What day is it? Where are we? <laughs> yeah. uh, the new MK movie is bloody. It's a mess. Okay, that's cool. People love that stuff. And Sound Money says it was an adaptation of Mortal Kombat 4 Gold. I didn't know that. That's what you're talking mm. about. You guys are beyond me, man. What do I know? What do yeah. I know? I don't know much about it either. I like the video games. I love the video games. Got to get the blood code in the old days. That's how old I am. <laughs> old mother. Well, does he feel the groove? Is he Mike cutting loose a little bit there? Like he's three mm. kilos deep. <laughs> Return of the back. That's right. So who's on the mend? Uh, what's the story? Is there some players that we can pick up, or is it already too late? Fill me in, Mike. 
Well, a couple of guys that uh, I've been ad- advising uh, some some folks um, on Twitter, but also in my waiver wire article, Adam Duvall uh, is coming back tomorrow. Um, Cora didn't necessarily say it, but he said it with a grin that there's a strong possibility that he could be back tomorrow. So, which he is. Um, but I read another interesting article too the other day about how he fits in and how Jaron Duran also fits into that lineup with him back. Cause I imagine Duvall is going to reclaim his spot in center, but that's where what I would have thought. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say that, um, you know, that the pace that he had in the beginning of the season, I think eight games he played before he got hurt, um, is something he's going to be putting up routinely, but I do like him in that, in that home ballpark. And, uh, I think his power fits well there. So, <laughs> Duvall will hit dongs. That's it. That's all he's good for. And if you can yeah. try to get anything else from that, don't bother wasting your time. Also, clarification from Jay Frendress. He wanted about the top three ballparks. When he said, don't say Detroit, he wants to know the top three ballparks. Well, Camden's real good. I know that I love Camden Yards. I always have. I always will. And, you know, people love PNC. I've never been to PNC, PNC. so I, I can't say anything about it. I always thought Petco looked pretty cool. I've never been to Petco, so. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have enough experience, PNC. Mike. Yeah, neither do I. PNC, I heard it was a good ballpark. I have a buddy of mine that lives out in uh, Colorado who said the Rocky Stadium is not too bad. But, um, yeah. I worked at Coors Field. I did. Did you like Did you like the ballpark? I love that ballpark. I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Coors. Yeah. I worked at Coors Field in 2011 as a supervisor of the food stations, like the concessions. I ran six nice. concession stands simultaneously as a supervisor. I kind of oversaw them. That meant, like, running up and down the concourses and going down to the dredges of Coors Field in the basement where all the giant bags of popcorn were filled with rats and shit. Yeah, it's just it's weird. It's crazy, but it's all happening there. It's all real. But Coors yeah. Field's a beautiful park. I love Coors Field. That's actually my top three, actually. I'll put it at number two. I'll put, I'll say Camden, Coors Field, and then for what I've seen, I think Wrigley's overrated. I actually went to Wrigley for a Pearl Jam concert, but I thought it was overrated. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think it's more nostalgic, I think, for a lot of folks, right? Um, I don't know how awesome the, 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 the ballpark is, but it's a good baseball stadium, I guess, in terms of just the nostalgia of Sure, Field, that's you know? different, so, though, but yeah, I love the vibe. It's classic, but I just don't think it's a great place to watch a game. There's a lot of factors yeah. that go into it, like, hey, is this, this is a historic place? Sure, I give credit to that. Am I having fun right. here? Is the atmosphere upbeat? I don't know. Does it have a beautiful landscape? You know, city skyline all that stuff could be fun and also it's like if it's in a neighborhood like wrigley is that's pretty cool i will (laughs) say that but yeah i think it gets a little too much credit that's why i'm trying to hype down wrigley a bit just because i think it needs to be taken down a peg or two yeah yeah and i don't regret that at all i've never been to never been to wrigley but it's on my bucket list so well i ain't never been to london i ain't never been to france and i ain't never seen no queen or damned undies so what the hell do i know (laughs) Galgamesh says, who wins the trade in the live chat here? Wander and Harris, the sequel. Michael Harris. Oh, I know this trade. Uh, I saw this from a friend of ours. Another friend sent me the text for me to look at this trade earlier. It's Wander and Michael Harris for Austin Riley and Trey. That's a stupid. That's totally one-sided for Austin Riley and Trey. Am I wrong, Mike? No, uh, 100%. If somebody's offering you uh, uh, Riley and, and Trey Turner, uh, I'm smashing except uh, for those two. Uh, quicker than yeah. you probably blink. So, <laughs> lock that in. That's e- that's an easy call. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
did that trade actually happen, Steve? Because Steve's in that league. And that's my friend Steve there, Gal Gamesh. So let me know if that trade actually went down. Because if it did, that's a bad trade. It's not. Yeah, real, real bad. It's not close either. Uh, what story with Trevor's story? What's the story with Trevor's story? <laughs> so someone I was looking to stash in one of my IL spots because I am activating Adam Duvall. And I thought to myself, well, Trevor's story's going to be coming back in, you know, maybe June, July. Uh, but I read uh, recent reports came out that he could be back sooner to DH. Uh, so he could come back sooner, kind of like what they're doing with Harper. Um, and then I read it from a, a beat writer that they won't do that. Um, mm. That he'll 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 get an, his time in the minors, um, and what I was reading was th- that he's not going to necessarily come up and play right away if they're all healthy. The only way that he'd come up is if somebody got injured and they needed a bat. Um, okay. So I think they'll take their their, their time with him, but um, he's definitely somebody I'm worth. You know, I'm I'm ready to stash. Uh, I just don't have. I don't think I don't think we have a clear timetable when he's actually going to be back. You know what's funny that the beat reporter said that because the words came out of Cora's mouth, the manager saying that like everything's in play. You know, we're, they basically Cora didn't say he would DH, but he said, "Well, we're not ruling anything out. Everything's in play." Right. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm I'm glad we got some follow up from a beat reporter who might have talked to Cora after the back, and Cora's like, "Yeah, well, maybe." A, I said anything's possible. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> right. It's good to know. Yeah. I'd- I'd be I'd be surprised if he if we don't if we see him at all this month. I think we're talking probably mid July that we see Trevor Story, but um, we'll see. And is, are you is he somebody you're looking to stash if he's available? Yeah, you know it's funny. I haven't thought about adding him anywhere. I don't know why that is. There's no motivation on my part, no desire to. Oh, I gotta get Trevor Story. I want to be in business with Trevor Story. That's yeah. it actually just made me think about that because I have not done that at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And a lot of people, you know, uh, I think maybe had, at least in my league, drafted him so they could use him as an IL stash and then got impatient with all the injuries and stuff and I ended up cutting him. So he's available in my home league. I'm thinking about maybe maybe adding him, but we'll see. Hmm. Okay. What about, well, the reason I Trevor Story to me is an afterthought is because I just don't trust him post-Coors life. He's just not the same guy anymore. He's not the... Coors. Yeah. He's not a real special player anymore like he was at Coors where he could give you a lot of speed and power and keep the average up. I just thought he's like, all right, well, he's a guy who's usable. I should still be thinking about adding him, but things have changed. Yeah, 100%. And there was, I drafted him last year um, and, you know, obviously he got off to a slow start and then, you know, there was a couple games or stretch where he was just on fire and, and then went back in the dumps again. So um, oh. I'm with you post post uh, cores. Uh, I don't know. What about Jose Alvarado, the Phillies? Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that Craig Kimbrell uh, went into the ninth uh, with a one, one lead and gave up a run. Um, but other than today, he's been pretty much lights out. Um, I don't you know. Don't buy that uh, though, right? No, I mean, like I said, I mean, this resurgence of Craig Kimbrell is kind of out of nowhere. Um, but at the same time, too, I, you know, and again, baseball's, as you've already noted, a weird sport, but and how they're going to mix them in for one. But if Kimbrell has been pitching really well, you, how can you just remove him right away? You know, um, I do think there's going to be a little bit of a timeshare to start, maybe ease Jose Alvarado back in there. But Somebody I was extremely high on going into the end of the season and I was basically slamming the table for people to pick this guy up. 
Um, and he was one of the best relievers on that you team. Had Soto and Kimbrel, and you know they had Sir Anthony Dominguez. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and he was lights out before he got hurt. So, um, but I don't know. I'm. What do you think? I mean, you think you think that he he takes that role over full time? I think Alvarado was really good when he pitched. He's coming back from injury. Will he be good to go? It seems like he is because he's coming back yeah. Friday. He'll pitch tomorrow yep. on Friday. But Kimbrel's an old man who doesn't have the same power that he once had. But if he's somehow tapping into some smarts or he's made some adjustments as an old wily veteran, that's interesting. I mean, he really wanted to get to the 400 safe plateau. He got there, so that's over with now. And maybe he kind of... Peters out from there, and Jose Alvarado resumes his power here. Yeah. Uh, this is tough. This is a situation I'd rather not be in business with, but if you're desperate for saves and you're trolling the waiver wire and you're like, boy, I need someone. I need them now. You got to pick up Jose Alvarado and hope that he slides back into the role. Yeah, he's must-add, in my opinion, if he's out there, um, especially if you're hurting for saves and, and saves being a hot commodity. I think I think you got to add him. Yeah, that's fair. His numbers are... Some of the expected numbers look pretty good, too, and everything he did so far in, you know, 14 innings of work. But, yeah, it looked real, real solid. I just hope that the injury doesn't impact that in a negative way. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, by the way, y'all nailed it. Dave shoved his Petrucci right up Rich's colon. (laughs) That's really funny because that trade, he's talking about the trade with Wander and Harris Uh, for Raylene Trey and... My, that's my friend's name. The guy, Rich. It's not just saying Rich. That's his last name, Cologne. So he's using that. Oh, got it. Very clever, Stephen. Well done. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that is bullshit. Yeah, that's a bogus trade. Uh, Jamie says, Wes Nesky, Tyler Anderson, Kyle Freeland, Pat Sandoval, Gonsolin, Kopech. Oh, my God. JP France, Jeez, Liberator, Ty Walker, Johan Oviedo. <laughs> what do you think of all those guys? What do I think of all those guys rest of the season? Jamie, you can't just throw, like, <laughs> 10 pitchers at me at once. That's way too much. We got to yeah, gotta tighten that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to go through all these names. I mean, I guess out of the, all of these, I'm probably most interested in probably Copic, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. It looks like he's in second place in a 20 man. That's a great, that's a great, uh, that's a pretty good roster in a pitching rotation for a 20 man league. I would say. Oh, that's his rotation. I think so. That's what he said. Which, what do you think of these guys rest of the season? I did lose a few high-end uh, pitchers. So there's no way those in a 20-man, those guys are all picked up. So I'm assuming it is his rotation, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Freeland I'd be very suspect of. I'd like to move on from him easily. Same. Freeland uh, and Liberator. I don't know. Tywin Walker's had some moments where he looked a little better lately, but I'd be a little worried about him. And, of course, uh, Oviedo. So it would be... Yeah. Freeland, Walker, Oviedo, and Tyler Anderson are the guys I'd like to get rid of. I want, I love uh, Wes Nesky, and I love Gonsolin. I love Kopech. I like J.P. France. Liberator is all right. And Pat Sandoval, I wish he could pitch more often. That six-man rotation is a bummer. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, and I love Pat Sandoval, too. And the Angels are playing pretty well. So, yeah, uh, I think it's a for a 20-man league, that's not a bad, that's not a bad rotation. Oh, that's, yeah, that's solid. That's real solid. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it, man. Come on, Ellie De La Cruz. There's going to be big so, money spent on Fab, all that stuff, Mike. Let's get into it. Come on, cut the crap. Per- Percentage-wise of your remaining Fab, how much would you be looking to spend on him? 
if he's available somehow uh, available. If he was available. Oh, man, I would. God, I hate to get caught up in the moment. We know how recency bias could be a pain in the ass. But I'm. I hate spending a lot of money in fab on one guy. I mean, I spent 152 on Matt McLean, like I told you, and that was a huge buy Mm -hmm. for me. So that was a thousand dollar fab budget. I guess for Ellie De La Cruz, if he was available, I would spend probably 60% of my fab at least. Yeah, I was thinking 50 uh, off the top of my head. But I mean, and you guys talked about it earlier on your uh, on your 5 p.m. show when you guys talked about prospects. Um, he's probably the most impactful bat that probably comes up uh, above and beyond, I would say. Um, so he's worth it. Um, and a lot of the prospects that are probably going to be coming up uh, are not going to be an Ellie De La Cruz type. So he's somebody I'd be looking to spend a good amount of my fab on to get him. Well, I got a little game for you, actually. This is old school. I'm going to bring it back. It's time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time for Name That Runner Up Fab. So, uh, Galgamesh says, 100% fab for Ellie, by the way. Yeah, just all of it. All the money. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just throw it all at him. Okay. Forget the context. Who cares about anything? Just spend it all right now because that's all that matters is right now. Well, you, talk, you talked about the recency bias, and I, I do, I'm not comparing these two by any means. Uh, and I know Ooh, that Ellie's strikeout percentage was, and uh, strikeout to walk percentage. Uh, was a lot Im- better improved over the past month before they brought him up. But, you know, I'm still the only thing in the very, very back of my mind here that I'm thinking about is that K percentage. And are we looking at maybe he struggles a little bit? I mean, he did, tr- I think he struck out two times today. Um, I don't know. I'm, that's always something in the back of my mind where is he a little bit too aggressive? Our guy's going to figure him out quick and he's going to start striking out like Christopher Morrell and, then we start getting into this, you know, uh, he's a bust and, you know, uh, all that. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that, though. Hmm. Man. Like, I can't imagine one month of being in the minors and improving that and walking more and striking out less is just going to be something that's just a quick done. And I'm just going to be a guy who who gets on base and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I think he still runs into some bumps on the road. So I will... Tell everybody to exercise caution here. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's got a long leash. So He does. And that's the thing. The Reds have nothing to lose. They're just living on the edge, having the time of their lives right now. It's like in Varsity Blues. Like, shit, them boys having the time of their lives right now. So <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> oh, it's classic. I love Varsity Blues. Yeah. But for me, it's just the guy looks so damn good, and he's not just some guy that came out of nowhere. He's got the power right. and the speed. I mean, I know my guy Steve here. I mentioned this Eric Davis tribute. Where's number 44. Eric Davis was a Eric Davis should have been a hall of famer. He just had injuries that screwed up his career. I love Eric Davis yep. and he was worth all of it. He's a guy who could hit 37 dong, steal 45 bases, steal 80 bases. And Ellie de la Cruz has all that in him. He could whiff more. He will whiff more. And there's some loop yeah. to his swing and then there'll be some whiffs and there'll be cold streaks. Yeah. This is baseball. It's like I wrote about this week in Groove with Govier, Mike, 
it's just implied. Playing baseball implies cold streaks. It implies slumps. It's just part of the game as being a hitter in particular. And I'm so glad you brought that up, too, because it's such a overlooked thing, I think, in, in, the, in the fantasy realm uh, is that, you know, so many, so many times a lot of us get so impatient with these guys. They go through hot streaks. They go through cold streaks. You know, we're, we're super high on the guys that are hot and we're should I be dropping this guy after, you know, a month or two into the season because they're not playing well, you know, so it's just part of the game, the ebbs and flows. And I don't think Ellie De La Cruz is going to be somebody who's going to be immune to that. So um, he's definitely somebody that I think is going to be coming out of the gate hot, but I would not be surprised either if, if he, you know, ran in some bumps. So, uh, but playing half his games in great American ballpark and hitting fourth and, you know, the best part about his game is his speed. Uh, So, and he hits the absolute snot out of the baseball. Um, so I'm excited about him. I haven't been this excited about a prospect in a really, really long time. Go outside, nerd. Get out. Go. Steve says that the coach has told Ellie to stop striking out so much, so he did. He walked twice in his pressure-packed debut. How about that? How about them apples? Damn! That's impressive, right? Yeah, small sample size, but... Uh... Like I, I mean, look at look at some of the guys that we've seen who had hot streaks, and now the, the league's adjusting. So somebody we'll get into a little bit later, but Jared Kelnick, right, came out of oh, came out of the gates hot, and now he's uh, now he's back to striking out a lot. So his K percentage is well in the in the mid thirties. So um, I don't know. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yums. I'm really high on Ellie De La Cruz. Um, yuck anybody's yums. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> Ever. There you go. Wrong. Go ahead and put that, put that one in your hat. Wow. Okay. Well, was that a varsity blues clip I just heard? Your attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. That's right. I'm talking to you. <laughs> He's talking to you, man. Telling you to clean that shit up. Uh, Elliot Cruz is God, and everybody should spend all the money in the world on him, and that's it. And I wish I had him in Dynasty. God, I would kill to have him in Dynasty. It's so stupid oh, that I yeah. don't. He's like the only guy I don't have, and I don't know how that happened exactly, but you know. There's a lot of people probably saying to me right now, I don't want your life. Your life. They probably are. They're probably saying that. Who is a good player comp for Ellie De La Cruz? For Jonathan Moxon? I'd say Jonathan Moxon was kind of like a, uh, probably a Kyle Orton in the end. Oh, sorry. I was talking about Ellie De La Cruz. Who's a good player comp to him right now? His skill set. I mean, there is. Okay. It's not just the last name Cruz. Like there's a lot of people say O'Neill Cruz. He looks like him in a way in terms of the body side. They're very slim and they're yeah. tall and slender. Tall. Mm-hmm. And they throw the ball really hard. There's a lot of similarities in their profiles that make sense. Except that yeah. this Cruz, Ellie De La Cruz, is much faster than O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, and he's. I think he's a lot better than O'Neill Cruz. So a lot uh, better. I've, I've, yeah, a lot better. I've seen comparisons to Fernando Tatis, and I think. That one might be a little bit far-fetched as well. Well, that but, would be terrible. I don't want him to be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Talking about from the the drug use and... Uh, well, just the way he is, the way he's that. been. Yeah. Trash. I mean, the guy, the guy he was the king of the world good. now, and he's been. it's been like almost two years. It's like, oh, remember that guy? I mean, I know he's still mm-hmm. cranking dongs. and I don't know, man. I don't, I'd be bummed out about that a little bit, but you're probably right in terms of the power-speed combo. Yeah. Yeah, sorry I compared Gunner to, to Captain Bishio. Thanks for yucking my yum. Thanks for not yucking my yum. That's oh, right. Not yucking That's, my yum. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, sorry. yeah. Don't compare him to, to Bishio. Don't do that. 
Gunnar Henderson, Kevin Biggio, not a cool comparison. No, I guess Tatis that's solid. I mean, I keep thinking Ronald Acuna with Ellie De La Cruz. That's that's what I really think. Oh, I do. I like that too. I know he's not as big as him, but in terms of the absolute speed, Ellie De La Cruz has more power than Ronald Acuna. He really does. So that's Ooh. where it kind of ends there. Oh, he does. I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that he does. Yeah, Acuna has been cranking some some long ones this year. Um, he's shown life again in that department, and he, he tore his ACL. Yeah. That's a big deal. So I got to give him credit yep. there. Yeah. You know, thought thought maybe Luis Robert would be a better player than he's been. It would have been nice to see if Ellie De La Cruz could have ended up like the best version of Luis Robert, but we haven't seen the best version of Luis Robert, so. Nope. I think he cranked a home run today, too. Oh, that's just, nice. That's all he does can't now. Stay, can't stay healthy. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. Well, he's healthy this year, though, so don't ruin that. Yeah, knock Do on wood. Knock that. on wood. Again, another <laughs> guy have, I wrote about. Have I have shares of Luis Robert. I thought he was going to be a first-round yeah. return this year. I really did. Yeah. I went heavy on Luis Robert, and I wrote about this week in my article that he cracked the 58-game played plateau already, which is a big deal for him because yes. last year he only played 68 – or. Last year, he played 98 games. The year before that, he only played 68 games. So 58, 98, 68, they all line up. He's trying to knock down some milestones here. Go get him, Luis. Go get him. There you go. I love Elliot of the Cruz, and I would do anything for him. I really would. Uh, (laughs) And so we talked about how much we'd spend. What about the arrival of Christian and Carnacio Strand? Everyone's going to expect that next, but you got to hold the phone, Mike. I mean, oh, wait a minute. I skipped ahead. I played the song. I wanted to play at least one round of name that runner up fab bit. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Okay, so in one of my leagues, let's see. I'd like to select Brian Wu, the Seattle Mariners flamethrower, was called up last weekend and he did not pitch very well in his debut. But uh nope. he went for $35 in my main event league. Can you name the runner up fab bid for Brian Wu if $35 was the winning bid? Is this after? I mean, I assume this is after his start. So yeah, this is Sunday, um, last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say twelve dollars. The answer is twenty three dollars. That was the runner up yeah. bid. So this bid was won by twelve bucks. Good job, buddy. Whoever won that one. And let me give you one more. How about Royce Lewis? Royce Lewis went. Royce Lewis of the Minnesota Twins, who survived an awful collision last weekend. Yeah. He's okay. $429 was the winning bid. $429. Wow. For Royce Lewis. You think that's high? Uh, I mean, he was crushing it in the in, in the minors prior to his call up. He's was what the number two twins prospect. So he's a super he's prospect. The, he's their guy. Yeah, he's, he's the got, man. He's got, he's got the power and speed. You know, he hasn't. Other than those couple of home runs that he had, and I think he had an RBI single in the ninth to give the Twins a lead, I think, against Tampa Bay. A couple Was it yesterday? Um, you're not – you sound like you're not that excited about Royce Lewis. No, I am. I am. I like him. I just, you know, I get caught up in the moment, too, that, you know, I wish the production that we saw in the minors when he was rehabbing came came into fruition here in the majors. Oh. Um, but that's a lot of money, 400 and, you said four twenty nine. I did say four twenty nine. Absolutely. Ooh. What was the runner up fab bid on four hundred twenty nine dollars for Royce Lewis? Well, I I gotta think it's it, it's still 
pretty high there, so I'll say four fifteen. Oh boy! I don't want your life. No, the answer is two hundred fifty dollars. So that was a big oh, wow. spend. Four twenty nine. Spend. Yeah, that's a big difference too. Wow, that's a lot of money to lose, but. It, if the, only that person had known, I know that person. I'm not going to name his name, but a uh, shout out to you, my friend, Mr. G. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, he spent uh, over, you know, almost $200 more than he needed to, but that's life. You know, I spent yeah. 52 bucks on Reese Olsen, and the runner-up bid for mine was 20 bucks, so I overspent by $32, but that's how it goes. What was what you, what was the price you got uh, Matt McLean for, and what was the backup there? Oh, I believe it was 152 to 120 but I can, uh, okay. I can double bad. check that. Let me... How do we do? Oh, we go back. Yeah, just scroll down. Bloop, bloop. Yep, yeah. one twenty nine. Yeah, one fifty two to one twenty nine. Red alert! Red alert! Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad, or that something is missing from your life. Red alert! Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. In three, two, one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's great. I mean, I spent a lot of yeah. money. That's the most I've ever spent in Fab on a player. That's, I'm not kidding. Is that's, that right? That's really. I've never spent more than 152 dollars on a player in terms of winning a bid, anyways. So. Mm, got it. All right. So we talked about that. Uh, Christian and Carnacio Strand when he arrives, Mike. I think people need to think about the situation that Cincinnati has, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and I know they got Joey Votto rehabbing uh, as well, and he's likely coming back soon. Uh, he's another guy long in the tooth. I don't know how many years that he got left, but um, it's thirty nine. Yeah, going on forty. Yeah, it's just it's it's crowded there. So unless a trade or an injury happens or something like that, you know, I still think we're. I'm actually 
I'm going to take that back. I have no idea when he's coming up because I thought Ellie De La Cruz should have been called up a while back. And uh, <laughs> Well, but, I, for the record, Britton Allen in his debut on the show last week, and I'm sure he's trying to forget this happened, he, he started going on the record at the end of the show saying, Ellie De La Cruz will not be called up this year. Yeah, I commented I, I commented on your pod, too. I was like, he's yeah. already on the 40, man. And he's like, oh, forget everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. You're right. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. But, yeah, so you got, you know, whether you like him or not, Joey Votto, I mean, they're not going to make a playoff run here most likely, even though they're playing above their their uh, shorts. They're playing out of their minds, mm-hmm. those Reds are. It's a lot of fun. The Reds are, like, the funnest team ever. They really are. My friend Steve's having yeah. a ball. Uh, I'd be curious to see what Steve thinks, too, because Steve is really locked in on fantasy baseball, and he knows the Reds as well as anybody, whether he thinks CES and Carnacio Strand will be up sooner than later. But I think uh, maybe post-trade deadline. That's my guess here is post-trade deadline, because Spencer Steer's playing well. Matt McClain's playing well. There you go. Rest of season, Matt McClain or Spencer Steer? Oh, come on, man. That's too – that's like (laughs) – that is so tight. I know you love both those guys. I do. Um, I ah, that is so hard. That is a difficult one. I am in a pickle here. Matt McLean, Spencer Steer. I think I'm going to take Spencer Steer by a hair because I trust him more with his ability to draw walk and get through hard times. And he's just such a professional. You know, it's cheesy, but he's a professional hitter. He really is. He is a pro's pro. I'm going to take Steer by a hair too. Well, he exploited Noah Syndergaard, which is fair, but yeah, he did. Yeah. But yeah, he's still yeah. in a lot of bases over last week, like five bases. So he's he's been a uh, he's been a surprise, uh, and I wish I had uh, I wish I had him. I don't have any shares of him, um, but and he's uh, playing he's playing outfield now. Yeah. So so I think in in Yahoo he qualifies at first and third, and then hopefully the outfield is now as well. So he's gonna be three different positions, which is uh, obviously very useful in fantasy. So. He's still at first and third. He still has not had outfield added yet. I would know because he's on my home league team in Yahoo, and I just looked to verify. So, But he'll get that eventually. He will. Because yeah. yep. Bottle comes back in the – I mean, Kevin Newman's been playing some first for the Reds now. Like, what the hell? That's stupid. Get out of here. Yeah, go get away. him out of there. Yeah. Yep. Get out of here. Yeah, go away. Come on. <laughs> go outside, nerd. Get out of here. Oh, I lost that button because I replaced it with this I one. don't want your life. Yeah. Only so many buttons here. Uh, Gagomesh says, Digisteer is playing in left field now. They're clearing a spot for CES. It's the best CES around. Since he shit is blessed. Got the whole town of lockdown. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Fuel Spark, Fuel Air Spark Garage. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. You're a newcomer. We love newcomers here. Benson. He's the real star of the Red Boys. Don't sleep on Will Benson. Are you talking about Benson from the TV show Benson? Or you're talking about Will Benson? Do you love Will Benson? He's a sleeper. Don't sleep on him. Yeah, I'm sleeping. Oh, this is Robbie Baseball, by the way. Hey, what's up? Changed my YouTube name account. Oh, you're locked in on all your trucks and all your uh, car bullshit now? Is that what it is? Have you given up on Dynasty Baseball, Robbie? How dare you? How dare you? I love Robbie. Robbie's the best. Dingers Podcast, Ty Childs, Robbie Baseball. Those guys are quality Canadians and... uh, I'm excited to join my fellow Canadians in Canada. It's an exciting time for me. I do love Benson. Quick word on Benson. Is he more of a flash in the... Because people drafted him in preseason, Mike, thinking, oh, Will Benson's going to be a big opportunity for some secret steals. But then he was a total dud and went right back to the minors. Now he's back. 
Now he's coming back. He was stealing bags. Now he's showing a little pop. He had his first home run earlier this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's right. Yep. I think it was the walk-off one that, he, that the Reds won on. So, Will Benson. Enough playing time for Will to go around? Yeah, that's, that's my concern. Uh, I just don't know where they fit him in, but who knows? He also stole those three bases in two games. That was last week, and now he hasn't stolen a base in a week almost. Yeah. Yep. Just saying. It's finicky. Stolen bases. If you lock on a stolen bases guy just for that, it's a risk you take. doesn't always yep. work out. Yep. Uh, how about this from Jamie? Hey, don't make fun of grease monkeys. We just might not stop to help you in a <laughs> drive-by. <laughs> uh, grease monkeys were just for helping me. My car needs help, not in a drive-by situation, which I've never been involved in, um, for the record. Did you post something about your air filter too? Not too long ago as well. Oh, you took it to a to a, a car dealership. Look at the share the big steel brain trap. on Mike. Wow, wow, dude. I, hey, from one steel trap to another, I'm in love with you right now. I love that shit. I love somebody who can match me in memory. That's a lot of fun. Steve's my friend. He can do that too. But I'll tell you, that was the air filter. You nailed it. That thing was a disaster. It was filled to the gills with trash. It was the original air filter on the car, 97,000 miles in. Idiots. Just idiocy. Idiocy. Mm. It's not, I wasn't the original owner. I bought it from my mom, and she just she trusts those. As you guys, you grease monkeys in the live chat can say, you know, don't trust mechanics at a dealership. Don't trust the dealers to take care of your car. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, Robbie says, I'll never give up on my Dynasty Baseball. I just don't do fantasy baseball on YouTube. Look at the time I've wasted making you talk about Willie B. It's not a waste <laughs> to talk about Willie Benson. Are you talking about Willie Beeman or Willie Benson? Benson, probably. I like Willie Beeman. My name is Willie. Willie Beeman. I keep the ladies screaming. All right. Uh, what's next here? Oh, so you want to talk about some of the next big stashes prospect-wise. What do you think? What's the story? Yeah, I mean... Um... You know, I know there's been rumblings about Shane Bieber possibly getting dealt. So I'm I'm uh, intrigued by Gavin Williams. He's one of the guys. I know you guys talked about it on the on the podcast earlier at five. Um, uh, pitching prospects are probably more some of the guys we should be targeting. Um, and I think Gavin Williams has got to be up there, at least for me. Um, uh, somebody I'd be looking to stash. I don't know how soon he comes up. I'm thinking kind of like kind of like you with CES. I think he's probably right around the trade deadline that we'll probably see him. I don't, unless somebody gets hurt. I know uh, Aaron Savali pitched pretty well today or, you know, was pitching well before we got on here against the Red Sox. So, um, and crowded rotation. And he's looking good. Savali has, since he came off the IL, which is great news. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Another solid start. Only three K's. He's not, he's not missing bats, but uh, he's doing what he does. Keep the ratios down for the most part. Got a win against Boston today. Yeah. Congratulations, yep. Mr. Savali. Jordan Jordan Westberg, not not because I'm an O's homer, but Jordan. Um, yeah, I think he's somebody that might 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 get the call here soon. Um, I don't think any of these guys have Ellie De La Cruz type type hype. But is there anybody that you have your? <laughs> I saw that comment. Um, ooh, good question, Kowser Westberg. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I wish I I wish I had an idea of which way they were leaning. I guess we'll find out, but. I love Colton Cowser too. So, um, matter of time before he gets the call. It's just where where do all these guys play? Um, is the, is is the question here? So, but how impactful can they be right out the gate? I mean, not every rookie can just kick ass. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, if you ask me to pick between Jordan Westberg and Colton Kalser in terms of just how impactful they can be, I mean, I think I like Kalser's pedigree a little bit more than Westberg, but I know people were calling for Jordan Westberg to be called up during the Gunnar Henderson uh, struggles, um, and obviously that didn't happen, and Gunnar's starting to play better. So um, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. A lot of good questions here, folks. Good questions. Yeah. Here's the Orioles 40-man roster, by the way. Let's go down to infielders. No Westberg there yet. Julie Ortiz still nope. on there. Uh, someone's got to yeah. go. This Josh Lester guy. I mean, come on. Get out of here. Go yeah, away. he can go. Yeah, he can go. Ryan O'Hearn, like really still dedicated to Ryan O'Hearn. I know he's had a couple clutch hits here and there, but get the hell out of here. Come on. Let's let, let I'm glad you're going to the outfield spot because there's somebody on there that should be just standing off the page here to you that they should just get rid of and get rid of now and let Colton, let, let Colton Cowser play. Is that Aaron Hicks? Yes. 100%. And I was so, so distraught when we signed him because I'm thinking to myself like, Hey, Mullins is hurt. Maybe we bring up Cowser. Who knows? And then I saw the Twitter notification that Aaron Hicks signed with us. So, um, my wife is a Yankees fan. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. well, the clashing going on in here. Um, wrong. I'm not in here. Voice is wrong. I certainly don't like him enough to play him over Colton Kowser, but I don't know if you feel differently. Well, I do. You like Aaron? You like Aaron Hicks? I don't hate him. I think he's a professional guy. As long as he's healthy, he's got that professional classic. I can get on base. OBP is not terrible, but he's just never healthy. So it's always a ticking time bomb, but yeah, he's he's not really produced much in the last couple of years because of injuries. And I'm sure he'll just get hurt again. There's no reason to think that he'll be healthier in Baltimore than he was in New York. Unless New York is just a time trap where you go into the Bronx and then you come out the shell of a man and you're like, what the hell happened? The hell's going on here, right? I, I think you can cut loose some of those guys. I want to mention everyone's talking about Kowser and Westberg, but why does nobody talk about Heston Kierstead? That guy can mash, Ooh. and the guy is a top he's been, stud. He's been playing well as well. Yeah, I like him. And then Colby Mayo is another guy that doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. Um, I like both those guys. Oh, he's got a lot of lot of uh, great talent in the minors, um, and I'm excited for. The future. So, um, but obviously, only so many spots to go around. Well, I know Kierstad's still at double A. He's mm-hmm. hitting 310, 383. He's been crushing the ball. Yeah. Almost 600 slugging, guys. So he's hitting 300, almost 600 slugging, 11 dunk. He's doing it all there. He's his 15% strikeout rate, you know, not a ton yep. of walks, 7% walk rate, but I don't care. He, I've seen this guy hit in real life, up close and in person. This guy is a classic professional hitter, and I really think that he should get the opportunity, even though he's at double-A right now. I wouldn't rule it out. Let's let's see how it plays out here, but everyone's jumping on who's at triple-A, and there's a pecking order here. But I, none of these guys are on the 40-man, so anything could happen. Well, then you bring up another point, too, in your other uh, your other <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> uh, that double Something about double-A and triple-A and, you know, we look at double A more as the, you know, the guys getting called up more from double A than triple A. And how does that work? And are we looking at double A kind of as the, the litmus test in terms of, you know, when guys are ready and all that, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think there's real 
context-based situation for all teams. Yeah. There's some teams that yeah. are like, hey, I really trust AA more, and we don't like our AAA situation. It's like we said on the show. There's differences in ballparks at different leagues at different levels, and you just got to you got to dive into it a little bit more and make the effort. We'll try to give you guys as much information as we can here by telling you that you know certain parks have more of a hitter's advantage than others depending on the level they're at, but you got to look into the team context. I think that's important, Mike. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah, Robbie said here, Mayo is the best guy not on that 40-man. Uh, one can make an argument. I just don't think he gets enough love. I don't, I mean, oh. I'm probably I'm probably the highest on on, on Kowser. Um, that's just me, but... Um, you love Kobe Mayo. I do love him. I do. I just don't think he gets talked about enough. Uh, and and I get it. There's a lot of guys in the minors that a lot of people are excited about between him, Westberg, and Kierstad, and, you know, obviously Grayson Rodriguez is back down there now. When's he come back up? And Gunnar yeah. Henderson. So it's just a lot, a plethora. It's a good problem to have, I would say. So. It is a great problem to have. What a lucky time yeah. it is for us to be alive. <laughs> Kyle says, Govier, I know you like walk percentage. How about a 19.9%, 347, 484, 590, triple slash? And tell me more about how you'd prefer Hicks to Kowser. Pure slander. Well, I did not say that, Stephen. I did not say I prefer no, did not say that. Hicks to Kowser. I'm just saying that I, I def- he Mike shit on Hicks, and I'm like, well, you know, he's not gut awful, but I'm not saying Hicks is better than Kowser. I'm just saying I know how the game goes. You know how the game goes, Steve. Come on. Yeah. Oh, he's calling it slantander. Yeah, it is. Nice. It's a slantander. It's an Anthony slantander. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Getting goddamn yeah. ridiculous here. Uh, Robbie says, Mayo, a high school bat. The rest are years older. Oh, all right. All right. Look, I'd love to give you some more prospect names to stash, but it, it just it gets complicated. I talked about it on the prospect show. Yeah, you go back. You can hear more about that on the prospect show, which is available on YouTube and all your preferred podcast platforms. As soon as I get it out, because this is like the fifth podcast I've done today, I got to do a lot of work after this. All right. What are we doing with these struggling players? Hold or fold, Mike. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Um, a couple of names interested to hear your take on. but um, And I know that we talked about uh, this first guy uh, last week, and we also talked about him uh, on Twitter a couple of times, Alec Manoa, who just That's got recently. That's putting him what did he didn't even get optioned? Where did he go again? He went to the complex. They sent him to league. like his complex, yeah. He went to the complex um, league in Florida, which is like yeah, just the beginning. It's where everybody starts, really. You kind of it's like rookie ball. I wonder if it's mental at this. I mean, it has to be. Uh, I don't I mean. I know the underlying metrics are not great, but and I know they're trying to get get him right because the the, the Blue Jays are going to need him if they want any chance of of making the playoffs. Um, their hitting's great, but the guy, I was. Really, really surprised that they kept rolling him out there with how bad he has been. Um, and I'm, I was surprised the move didn't happen sooner. Um, but I guess what I would say regarding Alec Manoa is I'm, I'm probably folding in shallow, shallower leagues, uh, and I'm holding in the deeper leagues. Uh, Save it, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you feel differently. Look, um, I can't go into specifics here, but just trust me. Time to move on from Manoa for this year. Say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're in the Palazzo Discord, I will say, you know, it's a great place. It's totally free if you've never been there. And if you're afraid of Discord, you think it's just a place where 
all the QAnon people hang out. That's not true. There's much more to Discord than just that. There's video gamers. There's people like me and our wonderful community in the Palazzo Podcast. we got some great people in there who give some really interesting insights that you're not going to hear on Twitter. You're not going to hear on MLB Network, okay? Trust me on that. And from what I gather from people who might know a thing or two about this, Mike, trust me on this. It's just Manoa's got a long road ahead, and it's just time to move on for this year. That's it. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean... And when I say, and when I say holding in deeper leagues, you know, and, and especially in like in, in Yahoo's, he's NA. So if you have an NA, NA spot, maybe. But at the same time, too, like yeah, maybe. What's his what's his what's his floor at this point when he does come back? Are you going to feel comfortable even rolling him out? I mean, he's. I don't think we're going to see Alec Manoa of last year at all this year. So it might just be a lost season for him. Um, oh, but, it is. It's it's just a real bummer. It is. Sound Money yeah. says they have a. R-A-Anon and S-A-Anon too now. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm falling behind on all my Anons. That's cool. Uh, Robert Booth says, I traded Ellie De La Cruz away last week for Lucas Giolito. What? Robert Booth, what? You messing with me? Come on. Wow, dude. That's pretty cool. You feel good about it, Robert? Because I don't know. Would you make that trade, Michael? Oh, you know the answer to that, Mike. Come on. <laughs> It's all context-based. I need to see the roster. You know, the too many of these trades in a vacuum shit. Give me all the information possible so I can answer the question. All the information possible you. to answer it properly. I'm with you. And I'd yep. love to – I'm not trying to be cryptic with the Manoa stuff, but I'm respecting someone who I respect who said, you know, I'm not going to reveal the situation there, but just trust me that it's probably a lost season for Manoa. Uh, who else? Yeah. Uh, I read, let's talk about somebody else that we could really rip into a bit more for their bad play. Jared Kelnick, um, oh. who, again, I, I, I talked about earlier um, earlier in this in this show, but um, his K percentage is up to thirty two point six, uh, and has been struggling uh, with with striking out. And um, if you're comparing that to somebody like Christopher Morell, who's at thirty six and a half, are you worried or concerned about Jared Kelnick? Are you holding or are you folding? Well, it's funny because I wrote about this this week, so I have a direct answer for you. Here it is. This is from my Groove with Govia article, totally free. I wrote about Jared Kelnick. Since May 2nd, Jared Kelnick has a WRC plus of 96. Over his first 105 plate appearances, Kelnick had a 175 WRC plus. Clearly, Kelnick has fallen on hard times. But they're not so hard that Kelnick is a lost cause. Yeah, he's got a 35.5% K rate since May 2nd, but he's still just under league average when it comes to producing runs. Most fantasy managers will take that in comparison to how Jose Abreu or Gene Segura started the first six weeks with a 37 WRC plus over the rest of June. The Mariners weakest opponent is probably the White Sox of the Nats. Kelnick may possibly face the likes of Lazardo, Dylan Cease, Garrett Cole, Tyler Wells, Mackenzie Gore. June will be a crucial month for Kelnick this season as he will be at arguably his lowest point of the season. The verdict is playoff bound Seattle needs Kelnick to pull through his ability to go to all fields and his hard hit rate. will see him through safely. To the other side. Very nice. Isn't that great news? That's a whole, he, yeah, he's a hold for me as well. I mean, obviously the the prospect pedigree is there and uh, highly touted when he was coming up, but um, and he's definitely shown uh, a, a huge leap from even last year. So I'm holding. Okay, I'm so Robert's Robert Booth's getting antsy. So remember, he just traded Ellie for Giolito last yep. week, and then he said he. He likes Ellie, but he grabbed CES off waivers, so that's good. He's got another Reds prospect in the pipeline. 
Can you yeah. give me your opinion on that trade, please? Mike, what's your opinion on the trade in a vacuum without any other context? Giolito for Ellie. Well, I, I'm going to echo what you said earlier, too. It depends on team t- context. And I like having all the information before I I <laughs> give an answer. But in a so vacuum, I'm, <laughs> in a vacuum, I'm probably going... <laughs> In a vacuum, I'm probably going Ellie. Uh, I just think the the talent is just uh, uh, he has league winning upside, um, and uh, yeah, he's that good. I mean, from the power and speed combination, it's just hard to find that. Um, he's playing some third base. You're going to get some, you know. Uh, hopefully, is he? I think he's already qualified at third. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, so he got shortstop and third base eligibility. Um, I like Giolito, but like at the same time too, the White Sox have been kind of a disappointment. Um, I, you know, again, depends on team need, but in a vacuum, I'm taking Ellie. Take a look at G. Little's profile here on Pitcher List. I'll give you a nice graphic. Look at that. 74 innings pitched. ERA's under four. Whips at 1.2. This is classic G. Alito. Just can't get that whip down. 24.5% K rate, 8% walk rate. And swing strike rate, 13%. Not bad. The expected ERA is a little higher than his current ERA. I mean, look at this. Giolito has the breakout in 2019 where he has a th- finishes the season with a 3.41 ERA, right? I'm, yeah, I'm beginning to think that that season was the outlier, though. Um, but what about 2021? I mean, he, had, he finished with a 3.53, but he still was basically the same pitcher as he was in 2019. What were the Ks? Um, sorry, I'm trying to look at him here. What were the Ks from those two years? Yeah, where can I, give me the standard. How do you organize this thing? I'm an idiot. There you go. There we go. Okay. So not too far off. Yeah, he had 228 and then 201. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just think he's not the guy. We thought he was going to progress to a, a Cy Young caliber pitcher. And yeah. it turns out that he's like, like a number two, number three. He's not. Yeah. He's not the ace of the staff. I really, I really thought he was. I really did. And I wanted to draft him this year. I actually think he was still a decent buy in terms of where you got him this season. But uh, he's not going to be. I'd rather have, without knowing anything else, Robert. I guess I'd rather have Ellie De La Cruz. Do you remember the trade that the? Uh that the nationals and the white Sox made. Do you remember who, what that trade was and who the white Sox acquired and who the Nats required acquired? Oh, uh, the Giolito trade. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, Giolito. Was it the straight up deal between the Nats and white Sox? Or was it a third party? Yeah. Nope. Just those two teams. Yeah. Uh, Christ, the white Sox sent somebody over there. Um, I can't remember who it is right now. I'm sp- I used to know this trade inside and out. You got me. What's the answer? Adam Eaton. Oh, my own, my, my favorite. One of my For longtime fantasy crushes, Adam Eaton. Loved him in OBP yep. leagues. For Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Dane Dunning. Yeah. yeah that's how these the three guys that they traded. But the Nationals did win a World Series, so it was worth it. They did. They did. I will note that I was a big hater on that trade, and I'm like, whoa, a high-level guy like Lucas Giolito for Adam Eaton? Yep. But they won the World Series with him, and he was a vital piece to that that run. So Any trade that leads to a championship is it's just automatically good enough. It's like, who cares? Yep. Yeah, because that's yep. a big deal. Also, Robert yeah. says his league is a 5 by 5 roto uh, categories, and he already has Bogarts and Willie Adamas. So he thought by moving Ellie to the Cruz, he'd get a pitcher. But I would have rather kept... 
Ellie over Bogarts for sure, whose wrist is real concern for me. Problem. Yep. Yeah, it is a problem. I'm excited about Willie Adamas now because he showed power right away. It looks like the worst part of Willie Adamas' season is over now. We're actually going to see the better. I think we're. I was already expecting him to play better going forward, so I'm. I was ready to commit to Willie Adamas. I'll say that freely. Yeah. I will. Yeah. But I would have rather moved Bogarts. I would. Same. Same. Yeah. So, uh, who's the guy that replaces Degrom? Is it Dane Dunning? <laughs> Jamie, are you Jamie? I love you. You're always so. He's honest. He's not kidding. He's serious. And Dane Dunning's already in the rotation, but Dane yeah. Dunning is just Dane Dunning. It finally happened. By the way, I should have led the show with this that Dane Dunning <laughs> finally gave up his first home runs of 2023. It finally happened. I was waiting for it forever, Mike. Nolan gave up Nolan Arenado. That's right. Nolan yeah. Arenado was the first yep. guy to finally hit a home run after 48 innings of no homers. He gave up three in that game, and it was so nice to see that streak come to an end because I knew it was bullshit. It was total bullshit, Mike. Yeah, I saw that your, is bullshit. Uh, I saw your tweet. Thank uh, you. Good. Okay. That. Yeah. Um, uh, I was, I'm in agreement <laughs> with you on the Dane Dunning. Uh, so who else is uh So Jared Kelnick, what's your bottom line on Kelnick then? Uh, I'm holding him uh, in, okay. in, in all leagues. I mean, he's, he's shown it once before he's he adjusted the leagues adjusted to him. He's just got to adjust back. So, and that's the game of baseball. So, um, uh, I'd like to see him back towards like that, that six hole. I think when, when he was really starting to get going, that's where he found a lot of his, you know, his success. So, um, but yeah, um, I think he went two for four last night too. Uh, and even got a hit off Josh Hader. So he knows maybe, maybe he'll start turning around. I've made a huge Um, mistake. We'll see. The next guy, and I think this is somebody that I think we're both going to be in agreement on, is Christopher Morell. Are you holding? Call nine one one. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm folding because it's so funny. He's like everybody was. We're all like, Christopher Morell. Christopher Morell. Oh my God, yeah. this guy's incredible. I've made a huge mistake. That's what happens. And now Morell, most more likely than not, Mike Morell. Could it what? Sitting on ass? Yeah, he might be sitting on ass a lot more, and he could be demoted. I mean, he had the terror, yeah. terror. It was such a terror. It was like all those home runs in a row and like a week of eight home runs or so. It was just too good yep. to be true, but he's also not this awful. So I, I'm i kind of stuck right now. It was too hot. I know it had to cool down. The question is, where does he fit in? He hasn't played in the last couple of games. Is that because he sucks now, or is it because there's other guys they want to get in the lineup? There's a few reasons for that. But probably a little bit of both. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. Ah, yeah, I think it's not over. I don't think it's over. Yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, I think we talked about this on the last time I was on here, too. But anybody that expected Christopher Morrell to keep up this toward pace, uh, you are um, sorely mistaken here. But I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think he's been I don't think he's that bad. Um, and again, because he qualifies at so many different positions, um, it really I mean, like we always say, it really depends on who else is available and who you'd be cutting him for. But, um, you know, if you're in a shallow league and there's somebody that's, you know, somebody you're interested in picking up, I could see maybe possibly moving on from him. But if you're playing a deeper league, I'd, I'd, I'm probably still holding. Uh, give it a couple more, couple more, maybe a week um, or two. But the playing time's not there either. So that's something that's starting to concern me a little bit. Yeah, he was out of his mind this year. He's come back down to earth, but he's only 23 years old, so he's still a developing yeah. player. I'm not out on him. He's got some more yeah. developing to do, but he might have to do it in the minor leagues again for a little bit. Yep. 
Also, Robert says, dang, thank you, fellas. I'm just trying to survive in a tough league. I lost to Grom, O'Neal Cruz, and Robbie Ray. Hey, Robert, everybody feels your injury pain. I swear. We all know it. We thank you for being here, Robert. Me and Mike, we love having you here, man. This is great. This is what it's about. Honest conversation. Ad drops. What would you do? What would we do? That's what you want to know, right? He yep. also says, actually traded Machado away for Adamas and Evan Phillips the same day I traded Ellie for Gio. Oh, so you brought Adamas in. Okay, well, that's see, that's different. There's more context that we need to know. Yeah. That's all, Robert. I appreciate yep. it. And I'm glad you're here, Robert, for real. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. I'm not arguing that with you. And then uh, Galgamesh Gomez says, Dunning Caper 9, 5.53, XFIT 463, ERA 252, Sierra 4.62. Dude is washed. I love rumors. Yeah, that's not a rumor. Those are facts. Yeah. I was I was never in on Dane Dunning. Full disclosure. Uh, Robert says, you guys are awesome. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Robert. You are too. Good to have you here. Follow us on Twitter, MJ Govier. MKB Fantasy. We're both mics. We're doing the plots of podcasts. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. If you want more like this when we're not on the air, the Discord's always humping and hopping and humping and bumping. All those things. It's doing all that shit. If you like humping and bumping and rumping and rump shaker, you're going to love the Plotso Podcast Discord. I swear you will, Robert. Glad you're here. All right. Anybody else? Was that it for that segment? No, that was it. But I did want to bring up one more name real quick. Dylan Cease. Dylan! I got Dylan Cease on my Tout Wars team. In fact, yeah, I, I have Dylan done. Cease and Lucas Giolito on my Tout Wars team. I, I uh, bought them both go. in my auction. I, I paid for them in my auction. I thought I was getting a good deal on Cease at like 22 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it turns out I I got a bad deal. Well, I mean, he's definitely not pitching. To, there you go. Hump day. Um He's definitely not pitching to the caliber that we saw last year, um, and I still think, I still think that he can get the. I still think he can get there in terms of up still in his case. So. I, yeah, I do. I really do. Um, the White Sox as a whole have not been very good, and um, you know who knows? Maybe they maybe yeah, he has a strong King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants, and I even got my own dance. Yeah. Good tune. Anyways. Um, yeah, but I mean, obviously a, 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 a hold here, but um, do you have any, any, any faith confidence that he can turn it around and give us what he was like last year? Well, let's go to the highlights. Let's go to the highlights. Dylan Cease currently 4.63 ERA, 1.37 whip. Not good. Especially for a guy who finished last year with a sub 250. Is that right? Yeah, I, think I traded for him last year. Uh, and I was really, really happy because he was mowing people down with those Ks. It was great, wasn't it? Best time ever. Let's take a look at his recent starts here in the game log. Maybe give us a little bit of a hint, a little bit of a lead on Dylan Cease. Here we go. Whoop. All right. His last outing against my Bozo Tigers. He went five and a third. Gave up one earn, three walks, six Ks, 99 pitches. Solid outing. Not too bad, right? Not. I mean, three yep. walks. Yep. You know, Four walks the previous outing against the same Bozo Tigers. And that was in a four-inning effort with four and runs given. Eight Ks. This is He's all over the map. I, I, I don't know how we could find consistency. The only thing I can say is that 
he should be better. So it's maybe a good time to buy Dylan Cease because he should be better. And that's really all I got, though. I don't feel great that, about what I'm saying, Mike. Go Tigers! That, that's, that swinging strike percentage is up to 23.2%, which was his highest since his May 13th uh, outing. Uh, he was in the single digits. Okay. So that's something maybe to... But he was in single digits of previous three games, so yeah, we want to see saying. that again. More consistency. I like to see that swinging strike. Uh, Good God! In the twenties again. We'll know. We'll know. Hopefully, uh, in the next couple of starts here, whether or not we're going to. I like Galgamesh. Uh, we'll see. Um, I still have faith that he can he can turn it around. Um, noting that you know, I, I, ever since he's come up, I think he's always had an issue with walking walking guys. Um, so he's definitely going to get a leash on that, but we'll see. I just feel that by the end of a season, his ERA will be closer to four because this is how it goes sometimes. It doesn't go the way you want it, especially the White Sox. Yeah. They've just been a pain in the ass. They really have. Can't do it. They've been yep. all over the place. So Yes, they have. I'm, I'm saying I'm buying it. I am. I would buy a cease now. By the season's end, I bet his numbers look better at the end than they do now. I really do. I, I really believe Agreed. that. Genius, genius, genius. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're running out of time here. What else you want to do? Want to do one more thing here, and then we're going to hit the road. You pick. All right. Um, let's see. Well, I do want to note, too, anybody who's got questions in the in the chat, keep sending them our way. Love, yeah. love to answer questions. Um, but um, yeah, anytime. Since we're talking about, since we're talking about buy low, um, what are some other guys that you're looking to buy low on right now? who maybe not be off to the greatest starts, maybe some guys that you're looking to target in trades, um, anybody that you're targeting. You know what? I always forget to mention this. Uh, we have an email. It's a Palazzo podcast at gmail.com. So if you guys want to send emails too, please do. Palazzo podcast, two L's, two Z's at gmail.com. Let's take advantage Utah. of that. Give me two. And we can start using that. You got questions for Mike or me or anybody who's on the show, we're happy to answer them. And, of course, the Discord's a great place to talk about that stuff in more of a full context and Twitter. Follow Mike on Twitter, please, at MKB Fantasy. He's the man. He's a good man. Gagamas says, Cease can't locate the slide piece. His mechanics are garbage. I think his mustache makes him too top-heavy. So he flies open to the first base side. Ooh. Well, that makes a lot That's of sense. That's a sweet mustache. It is. It's not as cool as Nestor Cortez's, but no. it's not bad. Robert Robert's back. He says, my league, nine pitchers allow you to put majority RP in. So I have been running with Hayter, Seawald, Cano. I dropped Michael King, not the man. No, he's not the man. That's shocking. Uh, just got my Oz back. Oz? Who's Oz? I'm stupid. Ozzy Albies? No, I mean, he hasn't been hurt. Oz back. Oz. And Alvarez tomorrow. So, Ozzy. Oz, oscillator, Oz. You tell me. Just tell us. We're not going to guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. So buy low candidates. Do you have one off the top of your head? Uh, I will. I, I will note that I'm. You know, I know you drafted this guy. Uh, I believe so. Sandy Ooh. Alcantara. You're blaming me? Uh, no. I'm somebody I'd be looking to maybe buy low on. Um, and you want me to change? Fuck you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I just think he's he's too talented, and I think he's a lot better than what we've seen from him. So I do think he's, he he figures it out at some point. But he's especially with the state of starting pitching, he's somebody I might be looking to target. Yeah, I completely agree. I've been saying that for at least two weeks now. I know he keeps teasing like, oh, he'll get a little bit more K's, but then he still walks yeah. some more guys. 
people are laying off his stuff. And I, there, there's a big part of me that feels that Sandy Alcantara actually maybe got too caught up. Now, this is a lot of conjecture, Mike. It's mm-hmm. hearsay. But, you know, I saw him on some magazine covers. And, you know, he won a Cy Young. It's going to make you, you know, make your head a little bit bigger. It's a big deal. You got to think you? about these guys as human beings, right? Yep. Like, oh, look at me. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. But he still generally looks to be the guy he has been. There's no changes too much in velocity or anything. It's just... It's just been uh, some bad breaks, too, in terms of luck hasn't gone his way and the strand yep. rate and things like that. So I'm I'm fully on board with Sandy. Maybe I got too caught up, and I thought what last year was was who he would be going forward for the next couple of years, like a real dominant run. Maybe I got a little too caught up there, and I got to pull myself back from that exciting rocket ship yep. of a ride. But I'm still down. I'm totally down. Yeah, I'd be somebody I'd be looking to target, and then another now that keeping the theme of starting pitching, um, and you're probably not going to agree with me here, but Shane Bieber, somebody I'd be looking to. Ooh, oh, well, sell me on because that. I do. I do think he's going to get traded, and I do think he's going to go somewhere uh, to maybe a contender. Maybe he goes to somebody like Houston, or maybe he goes to somebody like Baltimore, or maybe he goes to just a better situation for him. Cause I do think with all the top guy or the young guys that they have coming up between Gavin Williams and um, Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee and all these guys, you know, I, I think a change of scenery will be good for him. And also noting that Cleveland has not been very good from a run producing perspective. So Terrible. I know the K's haven't been there for him. So I think a change of scenery will be good. And I think he goes, who knows, maybe he goes somebody like LA maybe the Dodgers you know, are hurting at starting pitching. Maybe he goes somewhere where his, his um his situation just gets a lot more improved, so I'd be looking to buy now as opposed to paying a premium for him when he does get does get traded. He's getting hit a lot harder this year. The swinging strike rate is down too. He's not he's not whiffing yep. as much, and he's getting crushed in terms of the hard hit rate. It's not great. Yeah, it's not. Nope. Uh, but yet all the ballyhooing about Shane Bieber, he still has a three point five seven ERA this year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pitchers would be happy with that. So yeah. I think it's and really people are pissed about the K's not being there. Yeah, I can understand that. And like, you know, I don't know where people were drafting him as in terms of for your own staff. If you were thinking for him to be this, this, uh, your, your ace and not having the K's there, I could see feeling a certain way about that. So, yeah. Well, ugh. weren't his K's down last year though, too? If I'm not mistaken, I believe they were. Uh, I think. They not, I mean, not as much as this year. That's for sure. There's no yeah, doubt about that. Yeah, right, right. But if you're saying there's a trend here, what happened? Yeah. Did his know. mechanics that's go sideways? I mean, he pitched. Don't know. He also pitched 200 innings last year, and he done that in 2019 when he pitched 214. So maybe there's, maybe there's a combination too of the pitch clock's not great for him. The workload went big, and he's like, ah, it's a little bit too much for me. But his K9 did drop a lot from 2021 because it was 12.4 yeah. in 2021. And last year it was 8.9 in 200 innings pitched. Mm. But he had a 288 ERA. So it's like, okay, great, cool. We'll take it. Yeah. Where do you, I mean, where do you see him as a possible landing spot for him if he, you know, if and when he does get traded? Well, I've always been saying, me and Ben have been saying on the prospect show that it's a, a match made between Cleveland and Baltimore. They're made for each other. One needs pitching, the other needs hitters. So that's it. So there it yep. is. Bing, yeah. bang, boom. 
Yeah, and maybe a change of scenery is good for him in terms of getting back to the old, the Shane Bieber of old. But you know, who knows? We'll see. But again, uh, just purely off the off the fact that he, he's going to be going to a contender, I imagine somebody's going to be interested in his services. Uh, I'm looking to buy buy now. So Robert Booth says Bieber to Atlanta, and they send Vaughn Grissom to Cleveland. I think they mm. want a more of a power bet than a Vaughn Grissom. A Vaughn Grissom. Yeah, I know Ahmed Rosario has been a disaster, and Andres Jimenez has been—they've both been disasters this year. Yep. But Von Grissom kind of fits into their mold. They need something different. But I yeah. like, you know, Atlanta trying to acquire another starting pitcher. It seems unlikely, but they're a championship chasing club, so it would see—it would make sense that they would try to get a guy like Bieber. That does make sense. I like that. I like mm-hmm. where he heads at, Robert. That's good stuff. And by the way, Robert yep. meant when he said Oz earlier, he was typing Munoz of Seattle. So, uh, bone error. That does happen. Uh, Bieber, by the way, I think there might be something wrong with him here. He's trying to pitch through because that's what it looks like with this trend now over two years that mm-hmm. something is really just getting worse and worse. And yeah. we need to hear about this sooner or later because yep. this is a this is going back to last year now that you brought it up. Yep. And then the other two hitters really quick. Uh, I don't know if... Anybody's going to be looking to move him, but if you're able to, I at least try to make some offers for somebody like Manny Machado, uh, Kyle oh. Schwarber, somebody, two of those guys I'd oh. maybe be looking to buy. Schwarber's, so. yeah, Schwarber loves June. He, he's been so bad that he's going to be so good now, so it's so obvious. It's probably already too late, but if you can still get a shot at him, go for it. Yeah, agreed. So those are the two other hitters I'd be looking to uh, possibly make a trade for. Manny Machado. Anybody that you got your eye on? I wouldn't. I'm not into Manny Machado. I try to go. I don't want anything to do with him. Actually, I just don't. Why? I can't give you a good reason. So that's not going to be good enough for you, and probably the people listening or watching. I don't have a good enough reason for you. I just something about Manny Machado this year. It's not going to all come together for him. That's my vibe. Uh, but mm-hmm. then again, I could be bitter because I drafted him in my main event, and he got hurt, and he hasn't been very good. So maybe you guys shouldn't yeah. listen to me, and I have to put all of that on the table. I can't lie about any of it. Yeah, and the only reason why I say two buys because obviously the team context is 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 great between you know Soto and Tatis, and if he gets sandwiched between those two or even hits you know behind those two, mm-hmm. um, obviously a good situation to be in. But also he's been pretty pretty damn consistent over his time in in San Diego. Um, I know he's you know last year he had that crazy foot injury and he still where he like almost looked like he broke his foot like his foot fell off. I don't know if you remember that play when he I was running first that. base. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do, I mean, we're, we're talking about one of the more consistent hitters in baseball. So I do think, I mean, obviously, yes, he has struggled, but I do think he can, he's somebody that can, can turn it around and turn it around quick. So not to mention too, that that whole Padres team has been so weird. I mean, we're talking, we were just talking about it earlier with Gary Sanchez. So, um, Soto didn't get off to the greatest of starts, you know, Tatis obviously coming back from suspension. So, you know, I think once things start to mesh a little bit, mold a little bit, I think, you know, he's somebody that. Depending on what you're giving up for him, obviously, um, somebody I might be looking to to acquire. Uh, well, Bye, <laughs> I wish I could move on from him, but I can't. Can't trade in money advanced leagues. Can't trade no. on those NFBC teams. Manny Machado's a guy who also had a hand fracture. I know it was a small hand fracture; wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. But that concerns me. You know, he's been back for a week, still no home runs. Mm-hmm. I'm most. I think what's bothering me most, and I think this is a real concern, is that the power is sapped this year. That could be. If you're trying to use him for power, yeah, I was literally just going to use those words. You think those? You think his hand hand injury is going to end up sapping his power here a little bit? 
yeah, that's actually how I yeah. feel right now. But I, I'm also the guy. I'm always I'm always ready for the script to be flipped with players. Like they're going one way, they're going to go another way eventually because that's how this game works. Adjustments are made, and you just that's just the classic nature of baseball. So he'll probably be better than he's been. I don't. I'm really yeah. confused. I'd rather just not be in business with him. But I don't think you're missing out on like game changing stats from Manny Machado over the next two months. I yeah. do not think you are. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, if you, he's an elite level talent, I think if you're able to get something, if you're able to trade something away, where it's you're not going to miss that part to acquire a guy that we were drafting in what the top twenty four picks, top two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doesn't hurt. So um, depend, it really depends on who you're giving up for him. But um, yeah, we'll see. Noting that he was a Baltimore guy too, um, you know, I know he has some some kind of douchebag moments in in Baltimore. Uh, the whole thing with Dustin Pedroia and him not running to first and oh. all that good stuff. And yeah, that's a long time. But I'm yeah, I root. He was a kid. I root. I root for Manny. I like Manny a lot. So I I'm I am pulling for him to be uh, successful and turn it around here soon. Okay. And in your case as well. So yay. My life is great again. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Anybody else that you're looking to buy on? I know I mentioned four, but anybody else that you got your eye on that you're looking to acquire? You know, there's no oh uh Guile says if Machado's injury saps power, what say you about Solaire's thumb? Ooh. Yeah. I actually have Solaire. I wrote about him not too long ago prior to his home run uh streak that he was on. Um, I mean, anybody could have seen that coming with his, how good he's been against lefties in his, in his games and cores. And since then, he has not been very good. Yeah. Um, he has not been very good. And part of that probably has something to do with the thumb. Um, he's been also striking out a lot, but that's, that's who Solaire is, right? I don't think anybody, this is news to anybody. He's going to go on these streaks where he hits a crap ton of home runs and then go through these cold streaks. He's not going to be somebody who's going to be able to help you out from a, uh, a power per, or, um, Average perspective, more so, more so for the power. He's the NL version of Adam Duvall. So, yeah. Robert says I traded Manny Machado for Willie Adamas and Evan Phillips. Oh, well, he's telling the auto rhythm that because he already told us that. He's also saying yeah. I had Ezekiel and he got hurt. Ezekiel Duran, I dropped him, and luckily got him back. Well, good for you because Ezekiel Duran's awesome. I know he doesn't walk, but who cares? He just he makes a lot of contact. He's a gamer. He's just one of these gamers. I know it sounds stupid to say, but trust me on that. Yeah, it's just how it. He is. I love Ezekiel Duran. I'm pro Ezekiel. He's awesome. Flawless victory. I'm, I'm pro anybody in that Rangers lineup. I mean, how good have they been? I mean, it's just from well, top to bottom. Even Leone Tavares. I mean, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah Leone Tavares, who uh, Bruce Bochy thinks the best part of his career is just getting going here for Leone Tavares, who was a highly touted prospect. So that's yep. good news. I have Tavares in a couple of leagues where I need a batting average, and he's been great for that. It's been a. Yep. It's been such a pleasure. To have batting average be a relevant thing again that's more common in baseball this year. I cannot tell you how much pleasure it brings me because I grew up. It just reminded me that it was so much removed from the game over the last 10, 15 years. And now it's back. And I love that part of the game growing up. I love batting average guys. Like the fact that Luis Arias of the Marlins is on a hunt for 400. We haven't even whiffed that kind of shit in a long time. And now it's back in our faces. It's not going to happen, but it's at least cool that it's no. going on in June still. Yeah. It's, it was, it really did get so bad. And I know where there's a lot of talk about it already, but it really is just stuck in my craw now. I'm like, wow. I love I, batting average in baseball. It's an important stat for me. It's an enjoyable stat. I used to love the batting title winners and those guys who got base hits. And now I appreciate it more than ever, Mike, because yeah. it was gone. 
I'm with you 100. percent I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, since you know, I know we're talking about Luis Arise and him. You know, I think he's hitting over 400 now, if I'm not mistaken. But like the last time we saw that was like Ichiro Suzuki and Joe Maurer and you know those guys who were hitting, but they still weren't even getting anywhere close to 400. But don't forget I my like, guy though. Go Tigers. Maglio Ordonez. Cabrera. Maglio Ordonez. Yeah. He hit. Yeah, that's right. He won the batting Loved title him. in 2007. He hit 363 that year. 363. Pretty damn good. I did not know that he hit that that uh that high. Oh, it was his that was his final. I mean, he had a real high high watermark for the short time he was elite. He just couldn't be elite long enough. But yeah, he hit yeah three sixty three in two thousand seven with the Tigers. It was awesome. That's crazy. I loved him with Chicago too. I love. He was one of my favorite players in the league. I just I loved his stance. I loved his swing. He was so much fun to watch. Yeah, it was almost so weird when he came over to the Tigers because he was a White Sox. Like, oh, this guy's a division rival. This is weird that he's here. And he had a major knee issue. So it was like, oh, mm-hmm. we're getting the leftover shit here. But it wasn't at all. <laughs> he also hit the walk-off right. home run to take the Tigers of the World Series against the Oakland A's in Game 4 of the ALCS at home. That was one That's of the right. most exciting moments in Detroit sports history over the last 40 years. So Maglio will always live in the hearts of Detroit and Michiganders, for sure. What did what did Miggy hit when he was winning the Triple Crown? I mean, he's, his, his average was up. I think he hit 344 okay. off the top of my head. All right. But that might have been yeah. his home runs. Now he's a piece yeah. of shit, so, you know. <laughs> it's funny how the game changes on you like that, you know? You know? It's oh, yeah. like, hey, I was one thing, and now I'm this. And you want me and to change? Fuck you! That's Miguel Cabrera. Seriously, that's what he's saying to everybody. Like, no, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm collecting this massive paycheck, and I don't do shit. I have a WRC mm-hmm. plus of 56 this year. So. Yeah. Definitely not what he once was, but in my lifetime, he's arguably the best hitter Um uh, Somebody actually brought it up not too long ago. I want to say it was last year. They brought up comparing the careers of Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. And if you could go, knowing what we know about their careers, who would you rather have between Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols? Oh, it's Pujols. Really? Oh, yeah. It's not even close, oh, really. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Miguel guy. I just liked him because he was – there's not a spot that you couldn't pitch – that you could pitch Miguel Cabrera. You could try away. You could try in. You could try up. You could try low. The guy's yeah, just, was just as deadly. Pujols was the same way. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, uh, I just preferred Cabrera, but there's, it's very close. Oh, Pujols has blown him away in home runs, and uh, in the fact true. that what Pujols did last year too to like go on that final run to crack 700 is insane. Yeah. I mean, he was done. Really, really cool. Miguel cannot. Miguel has not been an average player now. He hasn't even had a WRC plus since in a full season. He'd had a 105 in the 57 games of 2020, but. 127 in 2018 is the last time he cracked 100. Mm-hmm. That's five years ago. He's totally yeah. just shit on his legacy these last five years. It's really, he's fallen yeah, off massively. That's a fair point. Yeah. There's, over the past five years or so, he's been, I would say, below average. Yeah. He's, he just um, fell off the face <laughs> of the earth. And he's also, yeah. he's totally out of shape now. He, he, he's just there because it's his he final year. And it, yeah, it's his last <laughs> paycheck. He's like, this is my farewell. And I'm just going to pound trash and do what the fuck I want. And, Mm-hmm. Ah man, I used to love Mickey, but I've actually come to the opposite side now, and I don't love him like I did because I also tell I know the type of person he's been too. There's a lot of stories. You guys can Google your own stuff on your own time, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave that there. Well, I've trashed him enough. There you go. So, <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I am exhausted. It's almost 11:30 on a Thursday night. Had a good time today. You, yeah, it was fun. I uh, enjoyed your insights, and I'm looking forward for the. Uh, to the rest of the season, this is it's been a, you know given all the struggles and in injuries and starting pitching and all this stuff, it's been a crazy season, but it's been a lot of fun. So it has 
Absolutely. It's been, it's been a pleasure, Mike. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah. Miggy DUI. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anybody can Google that. <laughs> But yeah, Mike, I love doing the show with you. It's been great to have you on again. Make sure everyone follows yeah, Mike. He's at We Know Fantasy, MKB Fantasy on Twitter. Mike brings a lot to the show here. He does the, some of the prep here, a lot of the prep. So I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for having me on. Of course, of course, you know that. You know I want you here. So. Utah, two Give L's, me two. two Z's plus a podcast. That's the show, everybody. We're gonna turn it over now to Russell Crowe. He might have had a DUI once. Who knows? He seems like a guy who loves to drink a lot. Hopefully, he didn't get behind the wheel. I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm just saying he might enjoy the drink. But we'll turn it over yeah. to him because this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe, the actor, the legend himself. See you later, everybody. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.